Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the All Things Leeds podcast. I am your host, Ed McIntyre, and sat opposite me on the desk is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm doing good, mate. Yeah? Loving the weather. Yeah, the weather's beautiful. It's nice being in here. You know why? Yeah, because he's got like a fridge in it. It's freezing cold. Bit air conditioning. <laughs> it is beautiful. How are you being anyway? Good, mate. Good, mate. Yeah. Tired. A bit bored of not having no football, but that's going to get rectified in about yeah. two weeks. I mean, we've right. had a few friendlies, but it's nothing like championship or competition. I want proper football, mate. Yeah. Football that matters. Definitely. Yeah. Had a good two weeks? Yeah, yeah. Been nice and chill. Yeah. Not really done much. Yeah. By good, yourself. Good. Yeah, it's been all right. Been all right. Been enjoying the weather uh, that we've had over the past few days. Uh, but plenty to discuss here on this episode. We'll go over the latest ins and outs and transfer news at Ellen Road. We'll also look back at Leeds United's Australia tour and the two games they played over there. Final loss to Manchester United and two one win over Western Sydney Wanderers, as well as a look at other bits of news. And we'll also be celebrating Marcelo Bielsa's birthday. He turned 64 last Sunday and celebrated his birthday. And the fact that we have a great man like him at our football club uh, at Leeds United will be playing a very special and original song by the one and only Paul Wilson called The King of Ellen Road. You might have heard of it, you might have not. But we'll be playing that in full at the end of this episode of the podcast that is known as the All Things Leeds podcast. So, back in the studio after two weeks off, it feels all right to be back talking about Leeds United. I haven't really talked much about Leeds United over the past few weeks, but uh, yes, nice to be back in the studio, isn't it? Oh, yeah, because I haven't really thought about Leeds a huge amount in the last two weeks, mainly because there's not, I mean, the friendlies have been important, but there's not really been that much news. You've not been watching the friendlies? Uh, I did watch the Western City Wanderers one, and I went to the... Did uh, you? Did you pay for it? No, I got it on the stream. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I watched the. Uh, I actually went to Tadcast to watch that game, which I, we'll get onto in a bit. Yeah. Uh, I I watched the first half of the Manchester United game. I thought we were. I thought we played well going forward. I know we're going to talk about that later. But yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. Leave, we're I'll get, we're getting ahead of ourselves, yeah, here, Charles. I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. <laughs> but I did watch the first half of the Man- Manchester United yeah. game. Yeah, I've been fairly impressed with the friendlies. I've been enjoying watching them myself, but uh, nothing like Championship Football, which you're going to get uh, a week uh, on Sunday. Uh, but let's get into the early United chat then. We'll start with the uh, transfers, first of all. No incoming, sadly, but uh, Andre Ravazani, Victor Otto and Angus Kinnear have all been out over in Australia on the piss, so uh, I can imagine why no signings have been made. Um, I, if I was going to go to Australia, mate, I would definitely be on the piss. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. A right laugh. <laughs> the Australia tour, what, what, what do you think? Think of that. Um, what, do you, what do you think of all Andre Ravazani, Victor Orton, and all them going out? Well, I think that's two separate questions. What do I think of the Australia tour is one <laughs> question. Uh, I, I, I think it's a good idea, but I would prefer it if we did all of our pre-season in, in one country because we yeah. appear to be spreading it over three, <laughs> <laughs> which is a bit strange. Yeah. But Andre Ravazani going over instead of here doing transfer business, a lot of people are pretty angry with that. But I don't think there's going to be any more transfer business. No. Um, so that doesn't surprise me that he would go out onto the pre-season of a team he's he owns and <laughs> if, if there's no more business to be done then why would he not go on the pre-season tour? yeah exactly um so great chance for good pr for a club they've been doing all these fan fan zones haven't they out in australia they've been uh there doing big talks with all the fans and celebrating with them i mean it's a good chance for them to meet the fans but yeah it's kind of taken away from you know we need signings we really do need more signings yeah we do it is fair. We definitely need another centre back desperately. Yeah. The upside of the Rajasani going out there is we appear to have formed a bit of a friendship with Western Sydney Wanderers by, by the look of the uh, social media pages. They were yeah. they're very complimentary of their hospitality over there and never hurts to have to be friends with another club. As as we've seen, yeah, with the, I, with the old boys and culturally and so the more connections you make with more clubs, if those clubs ever bring up like youth gems or anything like that, you can take them off the hands without too much hassle, yeah, and for not a massive price, yeah, or, or if you, if it is a big price, you can spread it over a number of years and there won't yeah. be too many complaints. So that that's been good. The downside is we do actually need another centre yeah. back fairly We're, desperately because <laughs> we we have Liam Cooper, a twenty one year old child from Brighton, <laughs> and a seventeen year old man mountain named Pascal Struik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we def- we desperately do need signings, and uh, yeah, a lot of people are angry that they all went over instead of here. But hopefully, now that they've all come back, business can start picking up. But Phil Hayde, man, the myth, legend that is Phil Hayes, kind of ruled out any more business being done at Leeds United. But we really need we really need some more business. I done. wouldn't I wouldn't say ruled out, but he 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 dampened the kind of expectations and hopes a bit. He said he he doesn't he's not anticipating anything. There's no no news at the moment, which. 
and no news is bad news in the transfer market. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but no incomings then, uh, but quite a few players have left Leeds United recently. Uh, as soon as we finished recording the previous episode, uh, the news came out that Tyler Denton, uh, 23-year-old left-back Tyler Denton, has joined League Two side Stevenage on a permanent deal for an undisclosed fee. As always, undisclosed fee United. Leeds United <laughs> seem to be turning into. Uh, but Tyler Denton leaving, you know, it's... Quite sad to see him go. You know, he's a youngster. He's been at Leeds since he was six years old. It's quite sad to see a youngster go. But it never really broke out into the first team. It doesn't hurt as much. And, you know, good luck to Tyler Denton in League 2 at Stevenage. It's unfortunate. I just don't think he was. he's good enough to make the grade. I think he'll probably end up being a, a very good League 1 player. I just yeah. don't think he's championship quality. His dad's a massive Leeds fan, though. He, he was. Uh, he tweeted that he was He was really proud of the fact that his son got to, even though he didn't get that that many appearances a couple of the cup and things like that yeah he's got a fantastic goal in the cup as well I think against yeah. uh, Fleetwood I think it was a couple of years ago um, it's just weird how we won't let Louis Coyle go we just seem to be sending him <laughs> permanently on loans of yeah. Fleetwood well we don't have many right backs at the club really but we have a few left backs we, we have do, Barry we Douglas we've we got, have we've got Ayling uh, and Berardi are right backs Berardi seems to be playing centre back now and if we're not going to sign another centre back, he's probably going to remain as a centre back. Just quite a scary thought, to be honest. But uh, I mean, we're thin all across the back line, yeah. really. <laughs> we do have Dallas, who's a decent right back. Seen with the uh, friendlies, he does look like a very good right back. To be fair, he's um, a bit struggled in the past when we played him last season at right back. At times, yeah. at times he had very good games, but at times he had very poor games. And he's traditionally a right winger. Is Dallas? Yeah, but left back we have Leif Davis, Barry Douglas, Alioski now. So uh, Tyler Denton, I don't think he was ever going to break into the first team. But uh, good luck to him at uh, Stevenage. Uh, Samuel's. You're probably pleased to see the back of him finally. Samuel Zay is finally leaving Leeds United. He has joined. I wasn't uh, going to say that. But why, why, <laughs> do you, why do you think I'd be pleased to see the back of him? So every time we talk about him, you're always like, oh, he, he prefers going out, takeaways, booze, instead yeah. of getting his head down. He's not a, pro- he's not a professional person. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not slagging off that because he's a very, very talented player, but he's not. He's, he never was professional. Yeah. So kind of pleased to see the it, back it, of him. It'd be like if me and you got signed for Leeds, uh, we'd, we'd be doing that kind of crap, the kind of, you know, going out on, on, the, on the lash all the time and eating takeaways and going out in nightclubs rather than actually going to training at 7 o'clock in the morning like yeah. they also want so we'd never, we'd never be doing that I certainly would never be doing that Yeah. Um, but yeah I had 2.5 million we got for him yeah how, how much would you have sold him for how much do you think he I wasn't I wasn't expecting to get any more than 3 for him yeah because we bought for 3 million there's no way we were going to make more, from, more of that I, th- I reckon if we'd have sold him in January we'd have made more than that um, it was Purely because um, his loan spell didn't work out, but yeah. we finally managed to sell him to Getafe for two and a half million. Which uh, he's gone to Girona. Is he? He's gone to Girona. He was on loan at Getafe. Oh, he's joined uh, Girona. My apologies. I'm sure I'll edit that out. And if he doesn't, he'll have a go at me afterwards for getting that wrong. Uh, right. So he's gone to Girona. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because my dad got it confused. My dad would tell me about it, and he got co- he got it confused with you know Genoa in Italy. He got Girona and Genoa confused. Yeah, no, Girona, Spanish side Girona. Sorry. Three-year deal, undisclosed fee yet again, but we're, it's <laughs> believed to be around two and a half million. Yeah, as I say, right, his loan spell at Getafe didn't work out, no. but now he's gone to Girona. Yeah, but, um, it, it didn't work out the loan spell, so his value's gone down. And but his wages yeah. off the is off the books. Yep, yeah, and, and, he, and yeah. we we find that, like we might be winning the financial fair play trophy. Yeah, <laughs> and he's twenty-eight years old. Don't really, you know, I don't think he has the best attitude towards football. So you know, I, I'm pleased to see the back of him finally. He, he's finally left Leeds United, which is I don't think his wages were enormous though. No, no, but uh, of course he joined Leeds uh, from Huesca in 2017, made uh, 58 appearances in total, scored 10 goals. Um, of course, uh, la- last season, end of last season, spent his uh, on loan at Getafe, but didn't really work out. But uh, yeah, Samuel Zies has finally left Leeds United. I don't think it'll be a massive loss because we do have a few players coming up. We've got Tyler Roberts still, who we haven't seen this preseason. He he played as the number 10 last season. And we also have uh, Matos Bugash, who we'll uh, get on to uh, later on. But uh, Sam Z is finally leaving Leeds United. Uh, Hadi Sacco, he has also left Leeds United. He has joined Turkish side Deniz Lispor. He, um, <laughs> his goodbye message was quite nice. Hadi Sacco? Yeah. Did, yeah. you, did you read it? Yeah, it's quite sad to see him go, to be honest. Hadi Sacco, he loves Leeds United. The Leeds fans loved him for all he did in the 2016-17 season under Gary Monk. So it's, it's such a shame because he had absolutely electric pace. <laughs> yeah, I he remember, had loads of pace. I remember when we beat Aston Villa 2-0 at home in the uh, in the Monk season and he ran about 60 yards in about five, <laughs> about eight seconds. He, he just flew along the floor, yeah. outpaced everybody and, and, and nearly scored, but Wood tapped it in. <laughs> yeah, Wood tapped it in, he took the goal off him. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> I felt a bit bad for him because yeah. he, he deserved that goal, but... Yeah, he had electric pace. Just no kind of footballing brain. Yeah, but you know, fifty-fifty with this. It's sad to see him go because he did have a lot of respect for Leeds United. 
Was but, it was it one point two we got we got for him? I, think, uh, I, I heard about one point one point two mil we got for him, which is reasonable. I think we only paid about that much, so. Yeah, but his goodbye message was uh, really nice. But uh, yeah, he joined a uh, Turkish side, uh, Deniz Lispor. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I don't want to offend any uh, Turkish people out there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good player. Like I said, he had pace to burn. Never really had a finishing product. Of course, hashtag square it had it. Uh, went around uh, Leeds United Twitter. But yeah, it's quite sad to see him go because there was a lot of respect there. But, you know, I'm not. He's not going to be a major loss to Leeds United. He never no. was going to get back in the first team and good luck to him uh, out in Turkey. Um, but those are the three players who have left. A few rumours of players leaving. Uh, the main one is regarding uh, 22-year-old goalkeeper Billy Peacock Farrell. Premier League side Burnley are apparently interested in signing him for free around two to five million pounds. Uh, now I don't know much. I don't know whether much is in this, but uh, as we'll touch on in a moment, Peacock Farrell didn't go on the Australia tour and instead uh, uh, the young. 23 goalkeeper, 22-year-old uh, Kamal Mizek. Uh, he went and uh, on the night after Leeds United played Manchester United out in Australia uh, on the night UK time, uh, the young 23s and first team players who stayed behind in Leeds uh, played a friendly away at Tadcaster, uh, 1-5-1. But Peacock Fowl didn't play in that game. Instead, in goal, yeah. yeah, instead a trialist was in goal. So, you know, looking at all this, it does look like Billy Pickup Fowl probably will be leaving Leeds United this this summer. It does. I think Burnley were looking to get to get him for one million, which uh, is a bit cheeky to be fair. Yes, yeah, a bit cheap. Though. And um, Leeds have wanted more in the region of four million. I reckon it'll probably be somewhere in between. We'll, we'll probably get two and a half of. 2.8 or yeah. something like that for him I think that's a fair price for him if we get just under 3 mil I'm not going to be annoyed by that Yeah, it's reasonable he's not on a huge I don't think he's on a, I don't know what his contract is but I think it's only a couple of years and he's he's a youth goalkeeper so you're not gonna, never going to get huge amounts for him Yeah, and as I said before I think Mizek's a better keeper I know you disagree with that but I think yeah. he is but he, he seems to be Bielsa's second choice now and Peacock Files just seems to have gone really down down the pecking order, a trialist played against Tarkast in that friendly instead of Bailey Pickup Foul, which is, which was uh, quite interesting to see. Pickup Foul wasn't even on the bench. I wonder if he's injured. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. But it doesn't seem to be in favour with Bielsa anymore. I think all this has come out when. Bill Pickfile said a few months ago he wants to stay at Leeds. If he's going to stay at Leeds, he wants to be the number one choice when he isn't going to be number one choice when we've got Kiko Xer in goal from Real Madrid. He's also not going to be number one choice at Burnley. <laughs> no, he isn't. So, but interesting career move. He'll probably want to go down, you know, rather sit on the bench on Premier League wages than sit on the bench in the Championship. He should follow Wilkes and Apple Helm and go to Barnsley. He'd probably get the number one spot there. Yeah, yeah. I, he, he needs to play first team football if he wants to keep on playing for Northern Ireland really um, and he will get yeah. first team football uh, at Burnley but uh, interesting there I don't know if there's much in that but Pele Foul does seem to be quite far down the pecking order at Leeds United and it'll be interesting to see if he does leave do you think he'll leave? I don't know if he's down the pecking order if he's just said I want to leave then Leeds aren't going to play him in the pre-season are they? No that, that, do, do you think he'll leave then? Yeah I mean, you know, it probably it would have played against Tadcaster if there was a chance of him staying, I reckon. So, yeah, I think he'll go. Yeah, but then we all need a new goalkeeper. And a few rumours have come out saying we're looking at Carl Darlow again. We were interested in him in January. Um, but we'll need a new goalkeeper if, if Bill Pickup Fowl is going. We can't just have two uh, goalkeepers, one in Casilla and then Miyazic, who hasn't played first-team football ever. So If we're going to sign any more players, we've left it very late in the pre-season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll see about that yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we just sold him and promoted Mizek yeah but uh, I don't know I prefer <clears throat> having to see him and, and, and edged ever further away from that FFP <laughs> <laughs> I think we're about 29 million in credit it's ridiculous how much more how much, how much we are ahead of FFP yeah. we are so far away from in, in any danger it's yeah. ridiculous we're not going to get in trouble with FFP never <laughs> uh, but Bill Pickfowl uh, keep an eye on that one I think he'll leave do you think he'll leave yeah yeah, I do. Definitely. But uh, going on to the uh, other rumours, there were rumours of uh, Calvin Phillips and Kemar Roof leaving Leeds United, but they seem to have died down, which is great to see. Uh, and those two, uh, of course, did go on the Australia tour, which is a, a massive, po- which is a massive positive sign. Yeah, that the Phillips thing is is starting to annoy me now. Not because of him, because of these Villa fans that just cut the. I see on these, you know, banter pages on Facebook and just generally on, on, on Twitter and that, that are like, oh, if we want him, we'll get him. It's like, I'm not sure you know how transfer markets work. Yeah. If you want him, you pay whatever we ask for him. The Villa fans don't even rate him either. They always say, oh, £11 million, that's probably a bit too much for oh, he, Phillips. He can sit on our bench. It's like... <laughs> He, he's, he's staying here. Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to your club in the first place. <laughs> uh, because for a start, why would we sell the player that enables our entire system to work? It would be incredibly hard to replace. 
for eleven million pounds. Yeah, exactly. It's just not going to happen. And that, but the, the if we want him, we'll get him. Line winds me up a lot because you're just not. <laughs> no, unless you unless you hand over thirty thirty one million, you're not going to get him. Yeah. You're not going to hand over that, so you're not going to get him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's it's not like I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to be fair if Rajasani did just turn around and go, oh, yeah, ten million's all right. You can you can have him. Yeah, that that would annoy me definitely. We, we need to get away from the FFP. <laughs> 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 We're so far away from it anyway in the first place. But Cam Phillips... Actually infuriated. Uh, but Cam Phillips, he needs to say, Cam Roof, he needs to stay as well. He's a very versatile forward, is Cam Roof. Uh, but those rumours of them leaving have died down, which is really good. And those two, as I said, did go on the Australia tour. And we'll move on to the uh, Australia tour uh, then. And these are the players uh, who uh, travelled. So Kiko Casillas, Stuart Dallas, Liam Cooper, Gaetano Bavardi, Cam Phillips, Barry Douglas, Adam Forshaw, Jack Harrison, Pablo Hernandez, Cam Roof, Patrick Bamford... Kamal Myerzek, Bryce Hosanna, Clark Adore, Mateusz Bogus and Jordan uh, Stevens of other players who uh, travel to Australia as well as Andrei Vazani, Victor Orton, Angus Kinnear along with them and of course the coaches as well, Bielsa. There were rumours that Bielsa may have left, may have been wanting to leave Australia early but he uh, stayed uh, for the uh, for the entire trip based off of uh, pictures that the players have put on social media. The way the media was going off on that was insane. They literally <laughs> just look for anything to to talk about Bielsa yeah. they're just looking for anything to speak about there was a rumour that he was only going to stay for the uh, the scum game and so they were like oh Bielsa's bizarre way of doing pre-season only attending one of the friendlies in Australia <laughs> it's like it's not really bizarre is it No, he's, he's attending the harder game to be there with his players and then he's going back to prep his players he left behind yeah. that's not an insane way of doing it that's just logical. Yeah. But, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm insulting your <laughs> insulting your people here, but uh, what was I saying? What were we talking about? <laughs> I, so I went off on a tangent there. Yeah, but but yes, yeah, who cares if he left early because he yeah. wanted to get on with his work? No, but, it, but he cares. But he did stay for the entire trip, which is all that matters. Yeah. Uh, but the new signings and the rest of the first team players who I didn't mention then uh, stayed behind, and uh, some weren't really too happy, particularly uh, Matthias Click, who replied to. Uh, replied to a Leeds United tweet uh, that said in Perth tomorrow night join Tony Dirigo and other club legends at the LUFC supporters party taking place at the uh, whatever <laughs> but Massage Click replied to that tweet no at Four Parch <laughs> yeah and we know that Click's got a good sense of humour and he's a bit of a he's shown his bit of shit in, uh, in involved in the Leeds team <laughs> yeah. and he's a, he's a good laugh but he needs to be <laughs> I'm, I'm not being serious but he does need to watch that because Bielsa doesn't have a great sense of humour when, <laughs> when it comes to work ethic yeah. and if he's moaning about staying in England he's gonna, he might go the way of Pontus Janssen yeah. if he's not careful so I, I think it was just a joke <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll be interpreted as a joke yeah. and the club will interpret it as a joke but yeah, if he wants to be careful <laughs> he, do, he doesn't get labelled as an insubordinate yeah. figure in the room because he'll just get cast out by Bielsa yeah. I think I also saw on uh, Instagram as well Barry Douglas posted a picture of Oliver squad just lying on a boat in Australia and he was saying oh fantastic trip and Matash Click replied in the comments yeah great trip can't wait to go back <laughs> so, he's a kidder he's a kidder yeah. Matash Click <laughs> good, good sense of humour yeah but uh, yeah so the tour were you a big fan of the tour before it were, were you a fan of all the players going out to Australia to take on Manchester United yeah but I think I agree with you I would have liked one friendly at Ellen Road yeah cause, definitely because we don't even have one at Ellen Road um, but yeah I like the fact we've gone abroad. I really one of these days, one of these seasons, I am actually going to go on a preseason tour abroad. I would, I do really want to yeah. do it. But whenever I want to do it, it's always a country that's too far from it. Like I can't afford to go to Australia. <laughs> I could have, I could afford to go to Germany or Belgium or France or something yeah. like that. I can't afford to go to Australia. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, I thought we're good. A lot of people didn't really like the fact that you know I, I had a few mates who didn't like the fact that we were playing Manchester United in Australia before we would play them again uh, in the Premier League. Um, but you know, I was a fan of the Australia tour, best preseason we've had in years. Uh, you know, it's, well, a, it's an exciting preseason tour. Most interesting one, yeah. Obviously, we we always do the yeah. uh, Geisley and York games. Um, they're, they're they're pretty much par for the course every season because. I think we've got some sort of agreement with them. And we normally do one at Taddy as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to get a couple of new clubs in for the pre-season. Yeah, and go out to Australia. It beats going to Ireland and clear pigeon shooting or going, fair, going I, on rafts. Or... I would actually love to go on a pre-season to Ireland because I've got tons of Irish relatives so I could just yeah. stay at their houses for free and go all the Leeds games. So. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it, it beats 
beating some random team 15-0 when we like we did under hockey day all them years ago. Yeah, uh, a lot of fans travel to Australia, joining up with the many Leeds United fans already living out in Australia. Uh, Leeds United did an uh, open uh, training session there, and 3,600 fans turned up, which is just fantastic to see, really. I think the the kind of factors of Bielsa training session might have had the pull there because people people want to see what a Bielsa training session is like. Excuse yeah, me. I think that they would tone it down a little bit just so people aren't turning up and they're like, oh, this is what Bielsa does, let's just copy this. They probably did turn it down because it was an open training session I, that anyone could I, have turned no, up. No, I don't agree, mate. I, I think if, if last season proved anything is that Bielsa is more than happy to display the way he does everything and he doesn't really care if anyone copies it because yeah. if he did care, he'd be a bit of a hypocrite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So he's like, oh, I imagine the training session was just, this is how it is. You want to copy it, copy it. Yeah. He's an open book as a, as a bloke when it comes to um, giving out advice and, and, and showing what, how he does things. So I can't imagine the training session being... It might, I know he does these murder ball sessions, which are like basically 11-a-side games midweek before an 11-a-side game <laughs> in the weekend, which is a bit kind of... Do we have enough players for an 11-a-side game? Uh Probably not. We actually only took 16 players out, didn't we? Yeah. It could do an eight-a-side, yeah. which he might have done. I mean, even back in England, we probably don't have enough players to play an eleven aside at first. No, but you can still do. You can do eight aside, um, yeah. and I'm sure uh, they probably didn't do that. They probably just did uh, tactical and passing manoeuvres and things like that. But yeah, yeah, uh, it's great to see that many fans attend the um, training session, and it's great for the Australian Leeds fans to finally get to see Leeds because it must be really hard having to watch Leeds at stupid t- like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so good for them. Yeah. And uh, a lot of fans uh, did go, uh, a lot of fan parks as well. Uh, now, Leeds United's first game, of course, was on July the 17th at the Optus Stadium in Perth uh, against Manchester United. Uh, we did end up losing a uh, 4-0 uh, there. Not the result that we wanted, obviously, but despite the scoreline, as you said earlier, I did not think that we looked bad at all. I, I We didn't look dreadful. We looked okay against what is a top six Premier League side in Manchester United. Yeah, I think the best players on the pitch there for us were Jack Harrison and Calvin Phillips because Calvin Phillips robbed Pogba out of possession multiple times during the game, I yeah. noticed. He, he didn't look out of depth at all, did Calvin Phillips? Yeah, he, he was consistently winning the ball in midfield uh, against allegedly a £19 million pound midfielder. And um, and Jack Harrison, despite Aaron Wan-Bissaka being on the, on the right-hand side in defence, was actually uh, getting round him fairly often. And how, how much has Wan-Bissaka signed for? Scumfoy, is, is it like 60 million or something like that? Something ridiculous like that, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he was getting round him fairly often for, for the uh, Scum's shining light transfer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bamford and Roof weren't overly effective, but I didn't I didn't expect to get much joy up front, but um, Bamford wasted the best chance of the game, predictably. Um, <laughs> he fired it straight. Was it Romero in that goal? Fired yeah. it straight. I, I, when he, it was one-on-one, he should have finished in that. He did a similar thing against West City Wanderers. <laughs> uh, yeah, goal, well, goal gap into his right, hits it to his left. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think we look bad. We look really good going forward, playing the uh, better football, better than Man United, better than Manchester United really going forward, definitely. They, they, they were surprisingly Brexit in their approach. <laughs> to winning that game it was literally long ball that's how they scored yeah. all their goals just what, just what? hoofed the ball up to Rashford who would just it, it, it would it would skin Berardi and score yeah. and it happened about three times yeah <laughs> um, but yeah we certainly did look better than them just when we went forward they did leave two or three players behind at the back we always uh, do that though that, yeah. that's how we play we, we, we pack out the opposition half yeah. and then uh, and try to score and then we get counterattacked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the problem is our defence isn't too great. It's not Premier League standard. And the back four was of a winger, two full-backs and a centre-back. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't a great defence. And, yeah, Manchester United took advantage by hitting us on the counter-attack all the time, really. They sat back, hoofed uh, long balls up forward to Ma- uh, Marcus Rashford and also Dan James when he was up there. Um, of course, Mason Greenwood, he put them 1-0 head on seven minutes. Rashford then scored in 27 minutes. It was 2-0 at half-time, but... As I said, we played really good football going forward, created a few chances as well. As you said, Bamford missed so many good opportunities in this game. And, you know, I don't want to make him a scapegoat, but if we had a more clinical striker, we would have scored a few goals probably. I, I think we'd have probably scored twice if we had a clinical striker. We'd have probably lost. We'd have probably still lost the game. I reckon we'd have scored twice. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of opportunities. Yeah. And Anders had a couple, had a, one or two opportunities as well. Did, um, he hit a volley over the bar and the um, shot from inside the box, which Romero saved. Um, so yeah, we weren't. 
We weren't terrible in this game. I actually got involved. We caused them a few problems. I was watching it on the um, the stream. I had had the scum commentators, and they were oh, they were so patronising. It was so annoying. <laughs> they, they were saying stuff like, uh, "Oh, Leeds are having a good spell here," um, and then the other one would go, "Oh, well, it's important that the uh, the uh, Manchester United players." I didn't say that. They say United players. But I, <laughs> I refuse to say that. No. The Manchester United players uh, have to have to defend at some point in preseason. It's like you arrogant. I can't say that. One <laughs> it's, it's just just. How arrogant can you be? Oh, yeah, they've got to defend at some point. Do you honestly think he would just be playing target practice on our goal for 90 minutes? <laughs> championship side, we're not, we're not Northampton town. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Manchester United commentators as well, um, they barely knew anything about the championship. They were pretending that they knew stuff about the championship. Oh, it's <laughs> idiotic. Yeah, they, they, were, it oh, they, they were saying stuff like, oh, yeah, Roof was <clears> the <throat> top scorer last season, got 15 goals. But the first 14 goals, the first half of the season. So you'll want to improve on that very disappointing second half of the season. Like, it might be, <laughs> what might have contributed to that was the fact he was injured for most of the second <laughs> half of the season and then was kept out by Bam- Bamford for some reason. Yeah. That, that, the, the thing is, is that the lack of, the commentators, it's the lack of knowledge that winds me up. And I'm sure it does for you too, because you, yeah. you do commentary now and again. It is MUTV though, and MUTV was the only way we could watch the game as well, which was really annoying. Well, you, you could have <sighs> spent the £8 if you were an idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but Phil Jones, he made it 3 0 uh, in the second half from uh-huh. a header from a corner, 51 minutes. I didn't realise we were this bad, letting Phil Jones go. Yeah, apparently so. Um, <laughs> We've, we had a couple of issues last season with set pieces. We've, we have a very short team. Yeah, and now without Pontus Janssen, we have a very short team. Yeah. We don't have anyone tall in that back line, and we really need someone there. Um, then on 69 minutes, Marshall made it 4-0 from the penalty spot after Cooper's stupid challenge, really. He should have been set on off. On a day youngster Chong. Um, he should have been sent off, Marshall. He elbowed Dallas really hard in the face for no reason. Yeah. He split his head open. <laughs> like Literally just turned around and elbowed him in the face. Yeah. Yeah, because he's because because Dallas had challenged him earlier. Yeah, and there were a few fights as well in this game. I remember Forshaw. I think he went down injured. Forshaw is injured as well. That was um, that was funny. I think it was. But Vardy went up and started fighting them all. It was was it one matter of Calvin Phillips just two footed from behind? <laughs> uh, it was. It, to say, it wasn't a friendly. Well, it was a very it, violent game. Well, it's, it's Leeds Manchester United. There's going to be a yeah. couple of tasty challenges. That that, that was the uh, on that, that made me laugh. Actually, Phil tweeted during the game a proper "Don't take the piss" challenge from Calvin <laughs> yeah. Phillips. Just went through the back of one matter for no reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, 4-0, uh, of course it finished 4-0, but you know, as I said, despite the scoreline, I don't think we played too bad, and we did realise the areas that, that we need to improve in, we need to get a, a better striker, which we learned from Western Senior Wanderers game as well, and also not push t- that many men forward, because it leaves us very short at the back, and our defence isn't too great, and we probably need another defender. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we did play bad football, especially going forward, and I don't think we did too bad, especially against the uh, Premier League side in Manchester United, who oh. changed their entire 11 at half-time. Yeah, well, they're, they're a, as, as annoying as it is to say, they are a top six Premier League side. We are a top six championship side. Yeah. They they should be expecting to beat us comfortably. Yeah, no one was expecting us to win. If we won, it would have been great. I just wanted us to try and injure a few of their players before they the season. They spent £400 million pounds on our team. We've probably spent... 50. Not even that. Probably 20. Yeah. Um, and nearly half that's on Bamford. The rest of, <laughs> uh, the rest of it is on like, Barry Douglas and a couple yeah. of... One, uh, I think Dallas was like a, mi- a million quid or something like that. Our team's really cheap. Yeah. If we were given £380 million extra to spend, it'd be a much fairer game, I can guarantee you. Yeah. But uh, that's not how life works or football M- works. MUTV commentators as well, they were complaining or highlighting the fact that Leeds United players were going down with cramp. They were a bit tired. They looked very tired compared to the Manchester United players. Well, did they change their entire... 11 uh, entire team at half time and the point of pre-season is to get your match fitness back yeah we only had four players on the bench as well <laughs> and they were all children yeah <laughs> and uh, we probably were very jet lagged as well I, I don't know if you saw it on social media but the players they only just went in in first class in on like Virgin Atlantic or something yeah. Manchester United probably had a private jet yeah and they, they'd already been there a week we'd been there like 48 hours yeah. when, when we played the game so they'd already ad- Adjusted to the uh, to the climate and to the jet lag and things like that. Yeah. We were there two days. Spent the first day training and played them on the second day. So yeah. well, I'm not, I'm not making excuses. They 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 they, they were the be- better team on the day. They they played the better. Yeah, I, I still think we played the better football though. They just played boring, dull, yeah. ball of the top football. But they deserved the win. Bit annoying because it's scum, but we move on. 
Yeah, they tried to rub it in our face, but you won 4 0. Yeah, hands up. But I don't think we played bad, and it's only a friendly as well. It's only a friendly. Yeah. Uh, a few players who did impress Cam Phillips, as we've mentioned, he looked very good. Jack Harrison as well, he looked really good uh, as well. All of our danger kind of came down our left hand side, really. Yeah. Through, through him, I wasn't oh, Douglas. Connect was 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 decent down the left with Harrison as well. Um, I thought Berardi and Cooper were disappointed in this game. Yeah, Cooper definitely. giving away the penalty. Berardi yeah. getting caught out twice for two goals. But other than that, everyone else was just all right. Just we just, yeah. we just didn't really we didn't really have enough to win, which yeah. is unfortunate. But yeah, so uh, four lost to Manchester United there. Uh, three days later, we did play Western Senior Wanderers to open up their new 30,000-seater stadium. Uh, and this looked great as well, the stadium. It looked really, really good. There was a light show beforehand, which was really good. Uh, Leeds brought a lot of fans and Western Senior Wanderers fans. They looked incredible. The atmosphere just looked and sounded unbelievable. I, I really wish that I was there, to be honest. Mm, yeah, it would have been nice to go. We're the first team to win in that stadium as well. Yeah, which and Mateusz Bogus got the first awesome. ever goal in that stadium as well. 17-year-old Mateusz Bogus got the first ever goal in that stadium. He was he was not just everyone going about the goal, but if you watch the rest of the game, he, he was, was really, really good. good. Yeah, <laughs> he was really good. He was connecting really well with Roof. He was connecting really well with um, with Harrison. He, he was he was doing really well. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, but in this game, I think you know we were clearly a better side throughout the entire game. But there was shades of last season. We just couldn't score. Yeah, we dominated the game, but. You know, we dominate the game. We could have scored five or six goals, but again, the striker seems to be the problem. And you know, as I said, I'm not meaning to make Bamford a scapegoat here, but he had so many great chances, particularly in the second half, where he had pretty much an open goal, but he hit it straight at the goalkeeper. They tried saying it was a world class goal. It wasn't. It was an easy. It was such an easy chance for Bamford, and you know, he did have one good effort in the second half, but. Again, he missed so many chances, and it just doesn't seem to be working for Patrick Bamford right now. What I will say to, for the credit to him is the movement for that chance. If you watch his movement, he goes, he peels right off the back line. And yeah. His movement's perfect, but the finish is just awful. <laughs> if he just if he hits that on his left anywhere, on uh, his, his left foot, it goes in the net. It doesn't matter what he hit, what you hit with. You need to get it in the goal. The, the ball comes in, comes in from the from the left, and he hits it on his right foot across the goal. Which I know is what the teach strikers to do is to hit it back where it comes from to. Um, to confuse the goalkeeper, but what he, he literally should have just tapped it in with his foot. That, that is the definition of a tapping. Yeah, he, he needed to score that really, but you know, it does just doesn't seem to be working for Bamford at the moment. Is it a confidence thing? Do you think? Because a lot of people were saying that it was a confidence thing back last season, and they said, right, once he scores, he'll get off and running. He's got two goals away at Preston. I think he's, he's getting a lot of abuse on social media and it seems like he's getting abuse at friendlies as well, which I really don't agree with. Yeah. I, I think, I know people are frustrated and annoyed and a lot of that comes down to the transfers at the moment because there's not no activity and people are getting frustrated and they think we're not going to be ready. So they're taking out the frustration they have with Orta and with Radrazani on Bamford for his... And his missed chances. His, yeah, for his missed chances and he's not performing overly well. But it's it's completely counterproductive. And no player is going to get annoyed into playing better. Very, very, very few players get annoyed into playing better. It, m- most players get better by... Eventually fans realise they've got to support the players and then eventually one will go in off... One will go, eventually, one will go in off his ass or off his kneecap or something. Like it happened to... Do you remember the, uh, against Rotherham last season where uh, Click hadn't scored in ages and then one went off his, uh, his shin? Yeah. And then he, and then he scored again in the game. Uh, it won't, that, something like that needs to happen. It needs to score a lucky goal or just something and then he, it'll click and he'll get it. And yeah. He'll, I reckon he'll kick on. Do you think... Because we said this last season, but he scored two goals away at Preston. Everyone thought he was going to kick on then, but he just didn't. He just didn't. He seems to have one good game in about ten. That's true. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think it is. I just think he isn't that good a striker. Yeah, we said the same about Jack Harrison. He appears to have turned his form around. So I. I, I think he can. I think he can do it. I think he's got. He's got enough. He's, he's got. He's got a decent finish on him when he when he turns it on. He's got a decent finish on him. He's got good movement as as shown. He doesn't have that much pace, but he just needs. He just needs something. I mean, we spent a lot of money and we've got to persevere. Unfortunately. Yeah. Because um, we're not going to be able to move him on, so we're going to have to persevere with him. If we support him and one, one lucky goal goes in, I reckon it'll be all right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, we did win 2 1 in this game, 1 0 up on around nine minutes, as we said, uh, uh, through uh, Mateus Bogus, 17 year old Mateus Bogus. Um, right goal. <laughs> yeah, fantastic goal. Jack Harrison down the left, great cut back, and uh, great first time finish for Mateus Bogus, getting it right into the top left hand corner, and yeah. He looks a great player. 17 years old, he looks fantastic already, and he is going to be incredible in the future. I think that was his weak foot as well. I think he's right-footed. And he, yeah. He finished with top uh, with his left foot. 
top left corner great finish yeah but yeah he was brilliant he was he was in, interconnected with the front line constantly he was really he, he, he had he was pushing their their back line further back all the time he was causing problems I think he needs to be given a chance this season as well just like Jamie Shackleton was given a chance at the end of last season I think we need to because we're not signing that many players we do need to blood the youngsters more and more I know I know we we already do it more than nearly every team probably more than any team in the championship but we, yeah. need, we need to do it more purely to compensate I'm, yeah. I'm, I really want to see Struik in a, in a first team game I'm re- I'm looking forward to seeing that because I've been extremely <laughs> impressed with him whenever I've seen him in the yeah. 23s and as we're going to go on and mention in a minute I saw him in the Tecaster game I was impressed with him there again Clark and all, I liked him as well, I want him to beat first team. But do you think Bulgish is going to be the, the Robbie, one? Robbie got his class as well. Yeah, do you think Bulgish is going to be the one to fill that hole that Zayez has gone now? Do you think he's going to be the one to fit in that number 10 slot and uh, fill that hole that we have? Yeah, possibly. I don't know if he'll be the number 10 though, or whether he'll be the number 8. I can see him doing the click role as well. I don't know if he'd be better at that role. Yeah. Kind of connecting the, um, the kind of number 4, the Calvin Phillips role to the. Um, sorry, not number 4, number 6. <laughs> the number 6 role to the number 10 role. I think that's that, that interconnecting piece of the midfield I think that's where he's he's going to be good he's going to get the ball at field he's going to push the midfield forward and create problems I think Gotts would be better in that size position he's constantly bombing forward and, and his movement is his turn of pace it's just his, his pure agility is is more suited to that number 10 role so I'd see Robbie Gotts more yeah. in that Saeed's position similar build low centre of gravity uh, just weaving in and out of players causing problems like Saeed did when he was when he was when he could be asked. <laughs> Let's be fair. I th- I can see Gotts doing that more, but I'm looking forward to Bogus getting in the first team. Yeah, a lot more. Don't have to be first team. Uh, don't have to be starting, but Just appearances off the bench. Yeah, if we're, if we're a couple, if we're two 0 up in a game against. Barnsley or Charlton or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, bring him on. Stick, see how he stick does. It, stick him on in seventy minutes. Yeah, see, see how he does. See yeah. twenty minutes soon. Yeah, because I, I think he'll be uh, very good. He, he looks good now, and he, he's just only going to improve. He's going to be so good in the future. Interesting that you mentioned Click as well, because Click did say when he signed, looking at Mateusz Bogus, he looks better than what I did back at that age, and he's probably going to be a better better player than me. And if he is going to fit in that role, you know, a fellow Polish guy in, in Click for Bogus to to learn from as well, which, which can only be a good thing for him. Well, yeah, I imagine that Click was probably instrumental in him coming to the club. Uh, it, from what I, from what I hear, he, he certainly spoke. They certainly spoke to each other before Bogus signed, and uh, Click kind of educated him about the culture at, uh, in the city of Leeds and in the, in Leeds United. So you do get these uh, international connections where players convince people to sign. I yeah. imagine Barry Douglas was probably instrumental in getting El Costa to sign yeah. because of the previous Wolves connections. So you do get these these player relationships which help transfers. But yeah, I think Bogus will probably end up being better than Click eventually. <laughs> yeah. Not that I don't like Click. I think he's a good player, uh, but I think. If Bogus achieves his potential, which doesn't always happen, very few players hit the kind of ceiling of the potential, but he could be a very good player. Only 17, he's looking very good. Yeah, fantastic player, a wonder kid. He's going to get robbed off as in 18 minutes. Yeah. You just, you're, just like yeah. Jack Clark, no. you watch it. Yeah, uh, but a wonder kid, uh, Mateus Bogus, looks like. I, I need to say it. First goal in the Western Sydney Wanderers Stadium, he's the wonder kid. Wonder kid. Yeah, if, if, we, had, if we had Chris on, this would be a 20 minute conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, yeah. Uh, Chris is, um, I don't know if we mentioned this before Chris is half Polish so he loves all Polish players <laughs> especially <laughs> Click and especially Bogus yeah uh, but he looks fantastic uh, but yeah 1-0 up 1-0 uh, at half time as I said it could have been more but it also Western Senior Wonders could have also scored a few goals as well they had their moments during the first half they caught us out on the break and you know as I say shades of last season we dominated a game but we struggled to score and we could have easily been losing when we should have been uh, winning by uh, a crunching mile yeah we, we always the thing is we're not scoring is you leave Leave teams with hope. You leave teams with if it's if you're only winning one nil, teams up against you. Think all right, we can definitely get back into this. We we never really beat teams into submission, which we need to do more often. We ne- we're very rarely three. Like last season, I remember against Reading away, we were three up at half time. We we we'd beaten them to, into submission. They weren't they weren't coming back. They, they their players had given up. You could see it, and that's what happens when you take your chances. You can you can, if you knock hope out of the opposition, then you you're going to win. You can breeze through a game. And you don't have to put in too much effort. Which, yeah. Um, but we don't do that very often, <laughs> which is annoying, yeah. given given how much better we are than most teams we play. And that's not arrogance; that's just truth. We yeah. we play better football. We're, we're better movement. We're faster. We connect defence to attack much more quickly. 
Um, what were we saying? <laughs> uh, West Virginia Wonders, they did equalise in the second half through uh, Kwame Yaboa. Good goal for them, but poor defending again for most. Calvin Phillips, I think he pushed up way too high. It, re- it really annoyed me that we conceded a goal against someone called Yaboa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great name, great name. Uh, but uh, we missed a lot of chances throughout the second half, uh, as usual. But then in added time, we managed to uh, score the winner through Pablo Hernandez. Great fantastic solo goal from Pablo Hernandez 34 years old but he's still got it he is still fantastic what a goal this was yeah it was a really good goal I'm going to miss him when he retires I really yeah. am I really wish he was 10 years younger <laughs> I'm, I'm going to miss Pablo yeah I want to see so many more years of Pablo Hernandez playing in the league we're just not going to see he'll retire at the end of the season yeah. which is um, who, sent, who sent Pablo Hernandez out to Middle East to, to play football I really hope we don't sell him to somebody I'd, I wouldn't like it we sold him to somebody I want him to retire at Leeds because yeah. then we could have we could have a testimonial game, which we don't get very often because very few yeah. players retire at Leeds anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, get moved, they get moved on. Uh, that's very true. Uh, Pablo Hernandez, yeah, a fantastic solo goal this to uh, win the game for Leeds United. Just he just thought, you know what, pass me the ball and and I'll just do it myself. No one else is doing it. I'll just do it myself. And yeah, fantastic goal from Pablo Hernandez Quality to win goal, the game yeah. for us. Uh, so two one win there to finish off the Australia tour. Everyone is back home now, I believe, and hopefully transfer business starts picking up now that everyone is back but I highly doubt uh, anything well, is going to happen have they gone back to they've got the whole team back to England yeah uh, I thought uh, I saw why a few would, why, would, why would they not just stop in Italy on the way back <laughs> <laughs> why would you bother coming all the way back to England they could do they could do I'm not sure I'm, I mean you have to fly past Italy to get to England yeah. from Australia <laughs> they, they would need a, uh, a training camp out in Italy uh, I, I'm not too sure but I know that they want a plane travelling back from Australia to somewhere I'm not sure where they are but uh, unless they're planning on bringing all the players that got left behind on the Australia tour taking them to Italy. Yeah, is, you'd think you'd think so. Which is possible. It's the last friendly of pre season. You'd imagine that they you know they they bring out everyone who they planned on using in the first uh, game of the season. You, you would imagine that, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd think so. So yeah. maybe that's why they came back to England to collect, to collect everybody else. <laughs> collect everybody else. Right, hop on, guys. Everyone just sitting in the airport waiting for the rest of the players to turn up. <laughs> they land. Hop on, guys. Come on. Yeah. Click and Helder Costa arrived at the airport. <laughs> Jumping straight out on the plane, going yeah. straight out to Italy. Uh, but as for the Australia tour, uh, other friendlies we need to mention, uh, as I said earlier, on July the 17th, the under-23s and the first team players who stayed behind uh, played in a friendly away at Tadcaster. We won 5-1. Uh, now, uh, I didn't uh, uh, watch this game, but uh, you went to it. Were, were you impressed with what you saw? Yeah, I went with my dad. I was. Um, yeah, I was I was very impressed with Gots. I was, I was impressed with the... I thought Costa and Alioski put together some really nice moves. I mean, admittedly, uh, Tadcaster are a few leagues below us, so there's going to be a stiff opposition in the future, but they really did put some snap, put together some nice movement. Yeah. Ebenson had a, had a quality game, three goals and assists. Jack Clark had two assists and one goal, um, so they, they performed very well. It's nice to see Edmondson scoring, because I think he's he's been a l- not... He's been a little bit forgotten about in um, recently. People are forgetting he's an option up front, and he could be exact. I he could be exactly the kind of thing we're looking for. I think he's a he's, he's a target man. He's big, strong, powerful, uh, a good finisher. It could definitely be an option because because we we don't have many tall players at all, and especially not tall strikers. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because Bamford's not a target man. Roof's definitely not a target man. If we need. If we, I know obviously Bielsa doesn't like to revert to target memory often, but if we need someone to score a goal late on the game from a corner or from set piece or anything like that, he could be very useful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Edmondson, he did open the scoring in this game on 10 minutes, ended up scoring a hat-trick, as you said, and got an assist. Uh, we praised him before, uh, you know, how big, strong, quick and clinical he is, but, uh, you know, we, we do go on about how many times we do struggle to score, uh, particularly in the first team. Should Edmondson be given more of a chance this season? Do you think? Do, do you think we will see him break out into that first team ahead of Bamford or Roof? I'd like it into, but the thing is, we always start without either Bamford or Roof, and then the other one comes off the bench. Yeah, that doesn't break. Looks like we may start without Roof now. He does look like to be in, like he's in a leg brace. He did go off against Western think, Sydney Wonders. I think it's six weeks he's injured for, which is a bit annoying. So upsets Edmondson. Um, yeah, so he'll he'll miss probably the first three games of the season, something like that. Yeah. So but, I, yeah, Edmondson will be on the bench. I'd really want Bielsa to think if, if Bamford's struggling in a game, which looks like he might do at the moment, just chuck Edmondson on and, and see what can happen. Yeah. Because Elder Costa and Hernandez are going to lay on chances for him. 
and uh, he's a he's a clinical finisher. Yeah, and a, and as you said, it could be everything that 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 we've that we're missing. He's tall, he, quick, fast, strong. If he sees his chance in those games, then we could see him in the first team a lot more regularly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Click was captain in this game as well. Just I didn't do think, want to point out. I didn't think he he performed that well. To be fair, no, he didn't perform badly. He was just okay, but you'd expect him to be a, a, a bit better against that kind of opposition but yeah. um good to see him as captain though there was a few rumours that Burnley were interested in signing Matash Click so good to see him as captain and I feel as though he deserves a captain's armband every once in a while does Matash Click I'm not uh, sure he's permanent captain's material to be fair yeah. he, he doesn't seem to be he doesn't seem to have the commanding presence and he does seem to yeah. always be joking around which yeah. the captain shouldn't really be doing we don't need our captain squirting water on the back of Bolton Wonders players <laughs> he, he's normally the kind of player that the captain's calling for, for pissing about yeah. not the actual <laughs> captain himself yeah uh, Jack Clark made it 2-0 in 20 minutes uh, he didn't celebrate as soon as he scored which I felt was a bit strange uh, but 2-0 uh, got, uh, got one uh, just before half time good finish though yeah uh, was it far corner yeah uh, picked up the ball at the edge of the box yeah really good finish yeah. uh, Clark's finish was decent as well yes yeah. uh, Clark's finish was really good yeah really nice move uh, really good uh, curl curling shot into the uh, bottom left hand corner from Clark uh, got uh, scoring uh, the goal that we conceded was it bad was it good it was just a mistake. It was a, a pass back which the um, the trialist goalkeeper wasn't expecting. Got intercepted by the Tadcaster striker who just passed it in. Yeah, it was just one of them stupid goals. Trialist goalkeeper was he? He, he, was, he, 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 he did nothing wrong, nothing right. He didn't have much to do because they didn't attack very often. Yeah, I, I never thought that I'd see Leeds United play friendly with a trialist involved. <laughs> it's very non-league having trialists involved. Uh, I never thought we'd see the day of that. Uh, but uh, we ended up winning a 5-1, uh, of course, Emerson Hattrick, uh, which is good to see. And I think those players also played in the behind-the-closed-doors game uh, at Four Parch on Monday against some Asian side. Uh, but I think we ended up losing 4-2. So, uh, <laughs> moving on from that, moving on from that. Um, of course, the next game, uh, the next friendly, we do take on uh, Sivie Asa Cagliari, uh, or Cagliari, uh, this coming Saturday, we still can't pronounce it. <laughs> uh, this Saturday, the uh, Chilino derby, of course. Uh, you would expect us to win that game, really, wouldn't you? Possibly. They are in Syria. It's quite amazing that Chilino managed to get a team promoted. <laughs> Very weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, you'd expect us to have a decent game. I'm not really fussed about the result, really. I, I, I never really care how we do in pre-season. Because yeah. last season we struggled at pre-season, then we had a brilliant season, more yeah. or less. I mean, but, the last Palmas game, the last friendly of of pre-season, we didn't look great, and then. We went out the next week and flashed Stoke City 3-1. Steamrolled Stoke. <laughs> so, and then uh, Derby, straight yeah. after. So. so you can't really look too much into friendlies, but it is good to see how yeah. we're playing, how the new players are doing. Do you think everyone else, is, as we mentioned earlier, do you think everyone else who stayed behind will go to Italy? I, I, I would expect so. Yeah, you, you'd, you'd imagine so. Um, and then, of course, uh, the game after that is uh, the first game of the new season away at Bristol City at 4.30pm on Sunday the 4th I'm sure the uh, players of lo- August. <laughs> I'm sure the players are loving all the travel. <laughs> Travel Australia, then to Italy, and then to uh, Bristol. They're going to be shattered. They're going to be absolutely shattered. Um, and of course, Bielsa, he won't give him any days off either before the season starts. He'll, he'll be no chance. He'll be saying, "Come in at nine o'clock and go home at ten pm." <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so the podcast next week uh, will be our very own uh, new season special uh, to celebrate the start of the uh, new campaign. We'll uh, once again be joined by Andrew Dalton, best known as Stats. Uh, so you won't want to uh, miss that one as we look ahead to the new season. Uh, but ciao. Uh, what do you think Leeds United need to do now uh, and in these next two weeks before the season starts? What players do you think we need to sign? What needs to happen at Leeds United? We need a centre back. <laughs> <laughs> I would funny. sign. Um, I've heard that Hector, you know, from Sheffield Wednesday. He's uh, he's only got a year. He's back. at Chelsea. Even on loan at Sheffield Wednesday last season, wasn't he? But I think he's he's only got about a year after his contract. Um, and he's a really good player, and I'd have him at Leeds, but there's no chance Frank Lampard's Chelsea are giving us any form of player. No, no um, chance, no chance. But, yeah, I would like us to sign a decent centre-back. Yeah, um, Desperately need a centre-back. And West Brom just signed Semi Ajayi, and I was really annoyed we didn't sign him because they signed him for about... One, one point, and a half million. One and a half million or something like that, which is insane. Yeah, because he, he is a good player. He played very well for them last season. He's very versatile player as well. He goes Scott, forward a lot. He's got that worldy against us. Yeah, he did. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous of that, but we desperately do need a centre-back. I yeah. don't really know. Just anyone, any centre-back with experience who's tall and who, who and who's a decent defender, really. Just just anyone, really, apart from a 21-22 year old. Just someone who has experience when he desperately uh, needed a new centre-back. I would like a new striker as well, a 20-goal-a-season striker, but we're probably not going to get that. Um, so, you know, if you could only sign one player, would it be a defender? Yeah. 
centre-back. <laughs> yeah, centre-back desperately. Please, and Jeff Ozani, if you're listening, you're probably not, but please, sign a centre-back. Uh, but that's just, that does bring us to the uh, end of episode 26 of the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you very much to Charles, as always, for joining me. Thanks for having me on, mate. And uh, thank you to everyone else who has listened. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed, uh, then why not subscribe or follow the podcast on uh, whatever platform you are listening on. Give us a five-star rating if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, share it around as well. Help us out. Uh, make sure to follow All Things Leeds on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search up All Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search up All Things Leeds on Facebook. Keep up to date with everything that is happening. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you have not already. As I said, me and Charles will be back next week for the new season special to look ahead to the new 2019-20 campaign and we'll be joined by stats so you definitely do not want to miss that one and uh, as I said at the start of the podcast it was Marcel Bielsa's 64th birthday last Sunday so happy birthday to uh, Marcel Bielsa happy birthday Bielsa yeah what a great guy uh, to have at the club and to celebrate that we will be playing Paul Wilson's original song The King of Ellen Road in full right now so if you like what you hear it is available to download on iTunes and other platforms as well so here it is enjoy we'll see you later from argentina to west yorkshire comes the man to end our years of torture from the darkness we're rising to our feet well it's united england Yeah.